Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization and network security in government, underwritten today by Cisco Systems. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in this week's episode, we're talking about the importance of creating an integrated and automated threat intelligence environment throughout an agency's networks and across its security layers. And we'll look at how agencies can establish that threat intelligence environment more quickly. Our guests today include three veteran network and security experts in the federal government space, beginning with Peter Romnes, cybersecurity principal for U.S. public sector at Cisco. Peter has been helping government agencies achieve their missions more securely for nearly 30 years, serving in leadership roles at Hewlett-Packard, AT&T, and for the past decade at Cisco. Peter, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Wyatt. Also joining us is Will Ash, Senior Director, U.S. Public Sector Cybersecurity for Cisco. Will has spearheaded global product and services work supporting government customers across the United States for the past 13 years for Cisco. Will, thanks for joining us today as well. Hi, Wyatt. Thanks for having me. And also joining us is Doug Cowan, Federal Civilian Leader for U.S. Public Sector Cybersecurity at Cisco. Doug is a veteran of more than 25 years of technical and cybersecurity consulting experience with the likes of AT&T and Cisco. Doug, welcome to the program as well. Thanks, Wyatt. Happy to chime in. Well, let's start with the big picture. Cisco has a window into much of the world's network traffic. Peter, what are you seeing now that senior government leaders, CIOs, and CISOs really need to be aware of compared to maybe even a year ago? Yeah, well, Cisco has the largest non-governmental threat research organization in the world outside of government. It's named Talos, and we have sensors at most of our customers around the world who opt in, as well as most service providers in the world. So we see a lot of the traffic, and we're able to feed that information to our customers. And what we're seeing right now is our customers trying to keep up with all of the things that are going on and all the threats that are coming at them. And this has become especially important with the current need for remote working. So what we're seeing is this mad dash among our customers to add capacity, while at the same time, the threat actors are increasing their capacity to attack in this changing world. And so what we're trying to do is help all of our customers reduce their attack surface and also assure that they have the proper levels of security no matter where their employees are working. Well, looking closer to home, agencies have accumulated a lot of security technologies, and Cisco rides in the middle of a lot of those technologies. Will, let's turn to you. What is Cisco doing to help agencies gain a more cohesive or holistic view of their attack surface? Not only have agencies accumulated a lot of security technologies, as you mentioned, Wyatt, but if we think about these agencies, there are a lot of people that are responsible for breach defense. In many cases, these are teams of, of 10 to 200 individuals, and, and those teams make up different sub-roles and responsibilities, from the CISO to individuals responsible for network security, endpoint security, email security, operations, incident response, et cetera. And each of those individuals have primary care for different threats and different actions that they're responsible for and use different consoles and tools. So to the heart of your question, Cisco has entitled 
agencies who already use certain Cisco security products to a tool known as Cisco Threat Response or CTR. And what CTR does is it automates and aggregates threat intelligence and data across your security infrastructure, which can be comprised of Cisco and other technologies into one unified view. And this helps agencies gain a, that holistic view that you're talking about so that they can simplify and accelerate detection, investigation, and remediation of the security threats they're facing. What makes this different from what's been available in the past? Here's a common scenario. The secretary or deputy secretary of your agency hears about some new malware, and he calls and asks you, are we affected? Well, in the past, this question would take days to answer as you check with all of your different people managing different cybersecurity tools. Oftentimes, they'll have conflicting information. So now with the tool that Will talked about, you can find and block those threats and all of your tools within minutes rather than within hours. And you can get back to that person and say, very confidently, we're covered. And Will, what exactly can agencies do now with a product like Cisco Threat Response that they couldn't do as easily uh, a year or two ago? I'll start at a high level and then get into some specific benefits and capabilities. First, agencies have the ability to take a view on two larger items. The first is how can they introduce immediate improvements to their environment? And the second of which is how can they introduce comprehensive long-term improvements? So the immediate improvement could come in the form of, of the ability to get ahead of threats with actionable threat intelligence that, that Peter referenced earlier from our Cisco Talos organization. The second is a better first line of defense out of the box, being able to deploy global breach defense in minutes uh, across a, a global footprint if need be, or as large as a footprint as the agency supports. And the third in the immediate category is this notion of an integrated last line of defense deployed in minutes again to protect full endpoints of the attack surface. And then if we move to the comprehensive piece, this is where we stitch across all those different roles and responsibilities where email security, still the number one threat vector, can be secured comprehensively. The agencies can deploy their approach to zero trust and truly bringing trusted access into their environment, giving visibility to areas that agencies may not have seen before, and then really to the spirit of our conversation here, Wyatt, integrating and automating all of those together. So the only specific items I'll mention is really being able to access that intelligence anywhere, being automated, having visualizations, uh, tracking incidents, uh, integrating with third parties that I mentioned before, and having the ability to remediate directly, taking action directly from this tool in the interface. Doug, some additional thoughts? I think for agencies that want to take advantage of this now is the ability to quickly react to things such as if there is guidance from DHS to look out for a specific type of bad actor, malware, virus, something of that sort or threat, you can very quickly tune this capability to identify where does that particular virus or uh, malware exist on your environment, how can we single it out, and then how do we automate reduction or mitigation of that virus. I'm thinking of a use case specifically where 
uh, CISO I was talking to was sharing that they'd received guidance that they had to update their environment to make sure that they were no longer susceptible, and they were scrambling to figure out where exactly has this been applied. Once they found out where it was applied, they did all the patches manually, but it was still a box-by-box process to identify where do we have these vulnerabilities, what are the patches that have to be required, whereas if we were to look at Cisco's breach defense, we could very quickly identify simply by a stream of look for this and all associated threats, and then depending on how you want to address it, do you want to uh, remediate it box-by-box, or do you want to create a quarantine or something of that sort to prevent access to it? That is something that we could do in an automated fashion to give you time to make sure that the rest of your environment is secure. We hear a lot about how security platforms analyze user and network behavior and respond automatically. But with so much of the world suddenly working remotely, how do enterprises and agencies know if what they're seeing is still reliable to safeguard against new threats? So with all of the world working more and more remote, the whole idea of being able to see what's going on in your environment and being able to control it becomes much more important. At Cisco, we've always worked that no matter how a user connects and no matter where their data is, that we're trying to provide this visibility everywhere. And then when we integrate all of our tools together, we are able to give this increased visibility, but also the ability for action to happen automatically. So that when a threat does happen, oftentimes it doesn't need user intervention and the breach can be taken care of without almost no touch. Looking ahead, what are you seeing in the way of emerging technology solutions that are likely to help agencies grapple with emerging security threats? Doug, maybe you could take that one first and then we'll ask Will to put in the last word. I think the thing that we're seeing most particularly for a lot of these agencies is the requirement to integrate this into their standard security policy. So for any agencies that are currently looking at something like zero trust or for ways to automate this process, as the data is now shifting more and more towards remote workers, the ability to categorize these workers, create effective segmentation policies to define what are the resources that users are allowed to engage and at what times are there boundaries around those becomes increasingly important. So what we're finding is that people are doing that through individual tools today, which takes a significant amount of integration. And as Will's gonna talk about, we have some additional capabilities that we're bringing to market that focus on how do you integrate all these tools, starting with Cisco, but obviously with open APIs for third parties as well, because we understand the significant investment agencies have made today in their security infrastructure, and we want to find ways to better optimize that and align it with what you're doing to modernize your IT infrastructure. Will, you've got the last word. What else would you add? We were very excited to announce at RSA this past year our SecureX platform. SecureX, it's an extension of the CTR technologies we just talked about, where this connects the breadth of not only Cisco's security portfolio, but our agencies and customers' entire security infrastructure for for one consistent experience that has the ability to to unify visibility, enabling integration automation, and and ultimately strengthening security across the agency's network, their endpoint surface, cloud, and, and application environment as well. Furthermore, it's it's a built-in experience, and it's going to help agencies collaborate better, confidently secure all of their mission needs, unify visibility, as I mentioned before, and ultimately reduce complexity. And it's going to do that by fully integrating all the solutions 
share context between these tools and the teams that support and manage those, automate and complete these workflows, and harmonize policies across the entire ecosystem. This was announced at RSA. It will be released and available in June of this year. And we would encourage all customers that have interest to sign up for the wait list. And the easiest way in this forum, Wyatt, to give direction on how to do so is search SecureX waitlist, and it'll bring you right to a URL where you can go ahead and get yourself on that wait list. And we're incredibly excited about that upcoming release. Well, gentlemen, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there. Peter Romnus, Will Ash, and Doug Cowan, thanks for joining us to talk about some of the new ways modernized networks can help how agencies improve their threat intelligence. And thanks to Cisco Systems for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT modernization and network security in government on fedscoop.com and our FedScoop radio channel that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.